morning, Gerdes. Good morning, Ed. How's it going, mate? It's going really well, thank you. And yourself? Not bad, mate, except for the fact that you've got me up at like half six to do a podcast. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but I'm a bit busy this week. <laughs> no, I'll get you, I'll get you. I've got to fit it in. I've, got, I've, actually, I've actually got an extraction today. Um, it's either today or tomorrow when I'm talking, talking like this. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so yeah, you do it. It's all good, mate. It's all good. Um, how's it going? Yeah, really well. Um, got a busy, busy week planned. What about you? Yeah, same, mate. Same. We've got going into new, going into new markets with, with our services we're offering. So busy. Just trying to um, um, wrap up a few campaigns with the taxi stuff and looking at a few things. But um, yeah, no rest for the wicked. I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> Great, <laughs> uh, uh, great. Episode six, people. We're here again. Um, uh, let everybody know. Um, we're trying. I'm trying um, to get it on all platforms. It's on SoundCloud at the moment. Um, it will be on Spotify and Google Play. Um, it's not on our Apple Podcast at the moment um, because Apple not being funny. But um, thanks for everybody for listening and supporting on all the other platforms as soon as possible uh, so yeah let's get going anything you want to start off, kick off with Ed um, well I've got a few things really you know me I'm a bit a bit planned um, yeah, yeah. But let, let's kick, me. kick off something that was in the news over the weekend um, so Virgin you know the TV um, provider yeah. have removed TV. yeah that's the one uh, which yeah. includes like Dave I think it's Gold and Comedy, Comedy Central things like that yeah. And yeah. my issue was, is why am I paying for channels that I don't have to have adverts as well? It's like, adverts, yeah. yeah, it's like getting double whammy. Yeah. Um, it's quite funny that, um, because uh, I, whenever that happens, where there's a supplier who's got a supplier and the, the other supplier pulls the plug, it's always interesting to know how, how that's going to play out. Um, it's quite funny to, to realise how many people um, are actually quite annoyed by that. Um because I always thought Dave was just a channel that you got with the package that you didn't really like. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's I mean? on Freeview, which um, is obviously free to watch. Um, yeah. So, I, I, like, to me, because I don't, I don't have Virgin or Sky or anything, I was like, okay, well, I can understand why it's got it's got to have adverts because I'm watching it for free, so it needs to make some money somehow. But yeah. learning that it's on Virgin as well, I was like, hang on a minute, I'm paying thirty pounds for the privilege of watching TV. And yet, I can get this for free, and I still want to watch the adverts. Yeah, that, that is that is quite funny, actually. That is quite. It makes you wonder, though, isn't it? I mean, um, where does it stop with these with, with services? What, what, how many streams of income do they need to make? I think it's a bit funny that way. Well, um, I think it's what we're what we're prepared to put up with. I mean, we're all so used to adverts now that we, we don't really realise. Oh, I'm paying thirty pound a month. Hang on a minute. Surely that means I don't see as many adverts. Yet I'm paying, and I still see the same number of adverts. <laughs> But the thing is, is like that's kind of um, edged into like edged into to law, is it? Like if you watch TV, there's going to be adverts. People don't even realize. Like if you ask a common person, well, obviously we're clued up. If you ask a kid or anything, you ask anybody why are the adverts, they wouldn't even know. But oh, it's just it's just life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> why is the grass green? Why is the sky blue? Why are adverts on the TV? Nobody knows. But obviously we know that the fact that it's always a stream of income thing. But it's just so it's just so it's the norm now that nobody really, really bothers with it. I mean, do you do you really get annoyed when you see adverts on TV? It's just like it's meant to be there. I, I think it depends. I mean, if they're if they're cleverly done, then yeah. 
I, you know, a good place in the program, then fine. But like, um, I was at my uh, Tara's parents, um, over the weekend, and they have Sky trying to watch something, and it kept like stopping the program, the most annoying place. I'm like, this is yeah. really frustrating me now because I'm having a someone's got to pay for that. B, it's just, it's like, ah, you know, yeah, okay, okay on Sky, you can forward through the adverts, but I'm like, it's not very clear when the next one starts again. So I was having yeah. to like fast forward like three minutes and then go back a minute because it didn't, you know, the intro you sometimes get on like Channel 4 or something where it kind of has a program intro after the breaks. I'm like, it, does, it literally just dies straight back in. Okay, that's great. But then if I'm forwarding, I'm a bit annoyed because I'm in the wrong annoying place. Then yeah. what's the point in that? It's, it's like, oh. Well, I'm, I'm assuming oh. that that was on, you're watching something, you're streaming something online. Yeah, it was on demand. Um, yeah. It's like a TV yeah. program I'd missed through the week. They're the only ones that are really like out of place, and they're they're really weird. They'll, they'll cut halfway through, and you'd be like, you, "You just you're just about to figure out who's going to kill who." And then it's you know, uh, are you paying too much for your mortgage or some shit like that? And it's just like what the hell? That is re- that is really like. But then that's funny though. Does that I know it annoys you, but doesn't that make the adverts stick out more? No, I just fast forward them. Like if, honestly, if if I was watching online, yeah, but some, online, obviously some of them you can't. So like, some of them that under the on demand channels online, like Channel Four, you can't afford well, it. Well, if if it makes me watch them, I don't watch them. I'll go and make myself, a, you know, get myself a water. Or, <laughs> like, I honestly, if if it annoys me, I don't just watch, the to watch them. Yeah. Well, why why would you? If it annoys you and you watch it, you're kind of dignifying. Yes, it annoys me, but I'm not too bothered not to watch it. But I just think we've become desensitized to that. I mean, people have. Uh, of, well, I'd love to find out people's views on this, but I think we've just become desensitised to advertising in that sense. And that's the kind of thing, that was one thing I'm beginning to start to really not like advertising and marketing for, is the fact that they're not respecting uh, not respecting people's privacy anymore. I mean, obviously GDPR was a big thing, part of that with the whole email thing, but just generally the fact that you wake up and you see thousands and thousands and thousands, literally thousands of adverts every day. Like I, I remember, I'm gonna write an article about this, and I, can't, I literally counted. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but I woke up and I counted how many adverts I've seen that day, including on my phone, on billboards, TV, and it's ridiculous. And it's some things that are adverts that you don't even think are adverts. Like a social so media I, is technically advertising. Yeah, I mean, and that's that, even like a tweet, even the not, not even a promoted tweet. If you see a business tweet about something, it's literally it's technically advertising. Um, and it's just like we've all become desensitized to it. So the thing with TV, it's like it doesn't really even bother me anymore. Well, but the whole UK I think TV does that does that crazy. work in Brown's favour? Because I've got a feeling it doesn't. Because if I'm if I'm desensitized, that's exactly when I pull up my phone. Um, you know, I, yeah. I'm listening. Well, probably he's going in one out, in one ear, one out the other. I'm not exactly taking it on board. So you either you really need to stand out, which make you know when you're desensitized, it's really hard. Um... Yeah, you see, that's twofold. That is because if um, another thing is a brand has to be prevalent and and, and present. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it has to be there. So the cost of being there often comes at the price of your audience not really being attentive to you. Well, that's a yeah. quote. Oof, pull that out. Oi, that's a quote. That is. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like that, that, that often that, that often happens. So it's a risk, and it's what do you do? Do you not? Be there. Okay, I'm, I'm not, you can't always knock it out of the park. You can't always have great content 100% of the time and get all of that, you know, 100% of um, people's attention. You can't do that. So, what do you do? Do you just 
be you pop out here and there and just hope to not always get you know you go for maximum attention or do you just always be there and ever be there in everybody's faces at all the time like a McDonald's or something like you know with their out of house advertising because every every time you turn a street corner they're on a flipping uh, on a bus shuttle or a, or a phone box or the odd billboard or something see, like that. See, See, oh. McDonald's and KFC are really clever because what you'll find is that they're usually only within like a hundred meters of a store. So if yeah. you're in an area that's not got a McDonald's, not really everywhere. McDonald's yeah, not really yeah. Well, if you if you go into like the Peak District or anything, you won't see any advertising for McDonald's until you come across one. And it's yeah. it's and and then I think there must be a psychological reason. When you see McDonald's like five or six times in the space of two minutes, I obviously go, "Oh, actually, I've found some McDonald's now. I've not had one for yeah." Half an yeah, hour. it kind of perks you up, doesn't it? Like, oh, there's a Mackey's here. Yeah, I see that. That's that. That that's a clever way of doing it, I suppose, because that's like, I could, I could, I could guess you could say that's instinctive marketing, where that's kind of giving you. Yeah, it's a bit like proximity, proximity marketing. So it's that's right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean that that works in a, in a way, um, but like it comes down to the fact that, like I said, like what 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 do what what is risky? Is it either you there? Or um, and you risk the fact that it's not going to work all the time, or you just you you just pop up and do it here or there. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, let's go back to the UK TV thing. I mean, that's quite that's quite funny, really. Um, and the fact that so, the fact that the service was pulled away, that's quite um, you know what? It kind it's kind of annoying the fact that um, so uh, brands and businesses pretend not pretend but like you know say they're going to offer a service and then really when, when it's pulled away when they're actually just being a connector of virgin media are there's nothing there's not a lot really they can do now that there's, there's now this is going to be a bit of bad pr for them because there's a lot of surprisingly there's a lot of people that are unhappy with it so what would be the next step for them well how can they salvage this how can they save this well it's, it's interesting reading it um because um like if you if you look at Virgin point of view, it looks like UK TV have put their pricing up, and then if you look yeah. at UK TV, it looks like Virgin have requested like a like a big price discount. Um, mm. and so I think it shouldn't really come out in the open because for me, you've kind of ruined the impression. I thought that you know Virgin won't have to pay for it, but because they were making it back through ads, um, and obviously lo- learning about that, it's like a bit like oh well, that's that's gonna put me on Virgin because. It, why would I pay for something I can get for free? Um, yeah. So I think Virgin kind of have shot themselves in the foot. It's you know if it, if it yeah. was like Sky One or something where it would it would be one of the like if I was going to pay for, it would be like the thing where where I'd like either pay go for Virgin or, or Sky. And then I you know I'm I'm they haven't really got a you know a TV channel that I go oh you know what I'm actually going to watch that because there's so many channels now that you know usually if I'm at Tara's parents. I'll stick a, a stick a film on. I won't bother trying to find something on TV. Well, let's be honest. Uh, I'm hate to be that guy, but TV is kind of on its way, is it? I mean, it's teetering. I mean, you know, a lot of people. Streaming is the main thing nowadays, isn't it? So, like, um, it's quite surprising that Virgin Media would actually do this. Because let's let's be honest, it had some sort of control aspect to it. I mean, the fact that it came out, they could have like nipped it in the bud and not have not have this happen. So um, the fact that they let let it go that way is a bit like wow, as if you, why would you do that kind of thing? Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's it's quite it's quite surprising, especially the fact that the uh, the competition they face with the with streaming. Um, do, does UK TV have streaming? Like, do they have streaming for these channels? No, that was that was one of the issues that Virgin raised because it's part owned by BBC. They wouldn't allow ah. streaming, which you know, right, okay. which probably is why Virgin are moaning. Is because obviously they know lots of people. Like, like for instance, I'll try and watch it live, but nine times out of ten, I'll I forget, or I'll yeah. just be like, I'll I'll tune in five minutes after. I'll sod it. I'll go stream it. I'll stream it like later, um, yeah. and watch something else. Um, so obviously, if I've missed something on Dave or Comedy no, Gold, you, if I watched what it, have you missed on Dave, mate. What have you missed? It's all repeats anyway. Well, no, they've just know? started a new Red Dwarf season that's okay. exclusive okay, to Dave. See, I've, I've, I haven't yeah. read into this. <laughs> Okay. Not that watch Red Wolf, but yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. just it's just a bit like okay, Dave is probably the exception to that rule until Red Dwarf and stuff. You know, a lot of them are repeats, so you can find them elsewhere. But I found yeah. Dave when I was growing up was a good channel for like if nothing else was on. Dave usually had something that was like funny yeah. that you didn't really have to pay attention to. Um, yeah. and it was kind of well, exactly. It was just funny. It was different. You know, Takeshi's Castle, that kind of stuff. Oh, Takeshi's um, Castle. Remember that? Oh, that's yeah. just going back down memory lane, isn't it? People are probably <laughs> looking at us thinking, you, you young fuckers. Like, <laughs> Takeshi's Castle. <laughs> well, well, right. New season now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's, to be fair, I, yeah, you know what, looking back at it, I think they've kind of built a, a particular brand, Dave, haven't they? You know what, you know what you're going to get from them? It's quite, it's quite, um, it's quite interesting to see what's going to happen next. I actually quite fancy them going away from Virgin and just, just because they'll be fine with that Virgin, won't they? I think it depends. I think if if the current trends continue and Nick moves towards streaming, they don't, then they'll probably fall away from the wayside because a lot of people won't bother a either paying for it and like not being able to catch up on their shows, or b you know they'll just be taken over by someone else and forced to have streaming. Well, it's on Freeview as well, isn't it? So yeah. You probably, I mean, smart TVs nowadays have a Freeview box in them anyway, so a lot of people are probably just going to have a Freeview box. Well, yeah, really exactly. There's enough bloody TV channels on that to keep, like, mm. like when, I, when, when we don't know what to watch, it's like, we'll, like, we'll often just go on Netflix because we know that there's like three or four films we need to catch up on and it's just, yeah. it's easy to choose between three or four than like 400 um, and Tara's really bad at choosing what she wants anyway. And I'm just the same because I don't want to pick something that she won't like to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, hold on. This is, um, I know you're very organised and you've got topics in place, but actually, I did tell you I wing it. I mean, something's, <laughs> coming to my, something's coming to my head right now. Um, like, we're talking about TV and whatnot. And I was just going to say, the only thing that keeps me watching TV um, is literally football. That's the only thing that I really tune in to watch football TV for. Otherwise, I'm not interested. Now, I wanted to talk about, I think it's Amazon. Uh, please correct everybody. Anybody who knows, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think it's Amazon. Yeah, I think it's Amazon who have like who have signed a deal to show um, a certain number of um, of Premier League games next season. I think that's, um, that's now, genius. Because yeah, what's, what's Amazon? But how, many, how many of us probably have Prime? Um, yeah. You know, probably a, I reckon a good percentage of people. I'm I'm probably one of the stingy ones that don't. Have prime. Um, a lot of people have prime. But yeah. if you if you're interested in football and you know, let's say it's a quarter of the games, let's make a number up. Mm. You know, that's it's, probably it, it's it going to be but, worth my prime membership to watch it. You know, on my computer. I think 
Because a lot I of the people get... actually got partnered up with some teams. I think they've been partnered up with Man City, and they're just showing they're showing like exclusively this a lot of like some of their games. Mm. So, well, even so, if that's my if that's my team, and I and I get kicked out of the lounge because no one else likes football, what, yeah. what else have I got to watch it on? Well, now I can watch it on Amazon. It's brilliant because they're the first to market. Everyone's going to go to Amazon first, unless your team yeah. is like. I don't know West Ham, and they they only go with Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, okay, that's that's when some issues become because at the minute it is mostly free to watch, except for Sky, some of Sky bits. But I think you know we've got to weigh out the costs here. Would you rather pay for a Sky Sports membership and get some of that stuff, or would you rather pay for an Amazon Prime and a Netflix, for an example? You see, this is the problem I have. This is what I really want to talk about: is the fact that it's the same with the Virgin UK TV thing. Is the fact that the poor customer is not getting full value for anything anymore. Now, sports is a prime example of this in the fact that you could pay for upwards of nearly 50, 60 pounds a month, right, for your Sky um, Sky package. And even then, you're not getting, you're not getting like, you're still not getting like a majority of the matches that ideally you'd want to watch. Uh, first thing is like the three o'clock kickoffs are never live, so you can never watch the three o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday. Um, so you're not even getting a, a good percentage of the games, the decent games to watch. Just straight away, you're like, you know what I mean? What's happening? Yeah. And then on top of that, what's that? Because there's bids involved and there's other companies involved. Uh, there's a section of those uh, games on BT. Now, if you've already got Sky, you have to go out and buy a BT package. And on top of that, <laughs> like Amazon, Netflix, whoever, or YouTube, or our Facebook will look interested as well. They're all coming into the mix, right? And you're thinking, now for instance, say I've got Sky, right? Say I've gone and brought BT because I'm a big sports fan. And I haven't got Netflix or Amazon, Ed. I haven't got that. Yeah. And now you're telling me I'm going to go buy that just to watch it. Watch, I want to watch the, the, the big I think game. The thing, the thing is here, they could get it really right. Is it? Let's yeah. say you, you could watch it on Sky or you could watch it on Amazon. Now, Sky aren't very, very happy with that. But as a consumer, yeah. that's great because I already have Amazon. I don't need that to get Sky. And okay, am yeah. I like the other way around i could go okay i've got sky and okay i do a lot of bit of amazon so it might work in amazon's favor favor more i think long run more people are going to stay switched on to football because it's just they can watch nearly every game on one platform or you know across two you know yeah, but that's that's the thing though like, i mean that's what i'm trying to say like it's a bit annoying for the fans that they have to spread it across so many other platforms i mean the best thing would be if these clubs came out and said look um Oh, it would never happen because of the money and where the bids are placed and the way it goes. But if the if the if if the if the, if the clubs just said, look, because they all have their own specific. Like, I'm an Arsenal fan, and they'll have Arsenal Arsenal TV, Man United will have Man United TV, and this, and you have to pay. By the way, you have to pay a subscription to them for exclusive content. You know what? If they just put their prices up for their subscription, like put it up major, and then you get to watch the games on their channel. You know what I mean? Instead of like, that's just your team's football matches, you know, all of them. Um, rather than us having to buy between Amazon Prime and, and Sky and BT and whatever else. Well, I think as a, as, a, a month. as a football club, I'd, I think you'd much rather get people into the stadium. So why would they offer that? Because if I can get oh, people... Oh, no, people... mate, come on. I, I, you could, the thing is, all right, this is where you're not averse to football. Right, let me come and correct you there. Um, like, for instance, then I've... Like I support Arsenal, so there's sixty thousand in there. They got millions of fans worldwide, so they're they're, they're always going to sell tickets. They're always going to sell, but like obviously, I'm saying 
offer that service because you, 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 they're going to get you're going to watch it somewhere anyway like alright if I can't if I can't pay to watch it I'll go down to the pub and watch it so I'm going to watch it I'm not going to go I'm probably not going to go I'm not going to go to every game no way so I'm going to watch it on TV most of the time so if they just put their price up like fairly decent that they're happy with um, and it's, it's still in, in the premium package people will buy that and they'll still sell out they'll still sell out I mean no one's going to be like oh forget it I'm not going to go because it's going to a game and actually watching it is two different experiences. Um, it's just the fact that now it's kind of like football fans are disillusioned with what, you know, it is a lot of costs involved with it. And it's just like, it, you know, they're kind of more in favour of like people getting, you know, disillusioned with the sport of actual football and thinking, oh, I can't be asked for this. This is, this is a mission. And, you know, if they had a simple solution, people don't mind paying. It's just people don't like being milked. Yeah. Um, I think that's with everything, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think it, like I think Virgin highlighted this earlier that, uh, well, probably a couple of years ago now, it was twenties plenty to go and see your team play. So yeah, obviously they're not going. Well, we'll screw football, which is now we'll be going. Well, what are you doing, mate? Um, yeah. So I think, I think long term it might this going back to UK TV play. If Virgin were focusing on sports, um, I think. Maybe that that would be all right, but I think because this, this this is where sports is going now, Virgin have now got a crisis on their hands because you know why would you choose Virgin over over well uh, Sky or BT Broad BT or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I think TV as a whole is disillusioned at the moment. It's quite nobody really knows where it's going. There's only a few things saving TV. I mean. If there's one or two like you know uh, top programs that you can't get online, or um, uh, and and literally live events like like football and sports and stuff. Yeah. Apart from that, I think it's I think it's dead in the ground. Um, by the way, before we move on to the next, before we move on to the next um, uh, topic, I actually uh, we were talking about Amazon and um, uh, I read and you know how I like to get into my like conspiracies. Uber. Yeah, conspiracies and rants. Uber doesn't pay any tax, clearly. And somebody, somebody, because um, obviously there's a, there's a clo- there's a closure of um, of UK libraries. Yeah. Um, and obviously that that's been happening for ages. Like. Um, oh yeah, even before Amazon was now. like born. Yeah. And and somebody, um, somebody, nah, but to be fa- yeah, okay, yeah, it was before Amazon was born, really. But um, somebody wrote this article, and I don't I don't want to say it's interesting because it's actually quite stupid. But they said, um, I think it was on Mashable or on Business Insider or something like that. And they said um, uh, Amazon should replace um, libraries. Amazon stores, uh, Amazon bookstores should replace libraries to um, uh, to to uh, to benefit taxpayers. Uh, right. And somebody somebody had commented and said, "Well, how about they pay their fucking tax, <laughs> <laughs> and then we can fund these libraries." You know, and it's just, and it just makes you think. It just goes back to like, I think that these big corporations and these big businesses and big brands have, have they've got this cult like following now that like everything they do is going to be supported by a good number of people, and um, they're able to they're able to come up with these crazy ideas and completely wipe out the the negative things that are surrounding them. You know what I mean? Like for instance, Tesla in America's one. Apple, uh, Amazon, all these coffee brands, you know, Uber, they've they've, they've developed this cult-like following 
and it, it's just kind of hard to shake off their like avid supporters. Um, so I think this is something that that's, that that needs to be like there needs to be some awareness about this. That the fact that if you're a big corporation, you shouldn't just be entitled to think you can do anything you like. Well, I think we're going back to this brands as values, and I'm going to touch on it a little bit later um, yeah. with with one of the things I want to discuss. Um, but I think the brands with values you buy into, and you don't mind they're a cup the you know a bit bit more expensive because you believe in them. And I think if brands are peddling the values and they they do it, they're showing that they're, they're taking action on them, then it's great. But as soon as they step away from those values, you're going to lose a major cut of your audience. And I think. Like as an observer, Amazon doesn't really have any uh, have any values except it's like the stuff you want when you want it, and yeah. they kind of do that. And so, like that's what I was going to say. Why would Amazon have bookshops? Because the reason they're so successful is they have an online bookshop. I mean, you can yeah. order what you want. And okay, the thing that's missing is the maybe perhaps the return service, and maybe Amazon will develop, develop one in the future. But at the minute, it's just not feasible. You know. A lot of us use ebooks, and okay, printed book is becoming back in demand. I think they've, they've had the best summer for like twenty years or something stupid like that. But it's 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 not going to work. Amazon going back to the high street or going to the high street in the first place. No, well, it wouldn't, yeah, it'll never work because the whole reason, like you said, the whole reason they're successful is because of you know it's because of the the, the whole thing of going direct to online. They're 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 literally. I think you could probably label um, Amazon the or eBay, I'd say, but they they were like the the the, they're the pioneers of uh, leading this uh, death of retail society kind of thing, where um, you know the services are much you know, the better online, cheaper online, and uh, subsequently, the, you know, retail is kind of on its legs um, when it comes to the, when it comes to stores. Obviously, in certain um, certain industries and types of shops, but um, something I wanted to touch on. Was the fact that? Um, sorry, I've completely lost my train of thought there. You you were uh, about Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on about Amazon, but I've just completely. I've just, I've just gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another thing I wanted to touch on was like that. That like what I've just said. Sorry, um, the whole retail thing. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's it. Books, books have had like like you said they've had the best summer in tw- in twenty years or whatever. But the, the, that's what the reason why books are doing so well recently is because the fact that the. Pe- everybody's every Tom Dick and Harry is writing a book now because every Tom Dick and Harry is writing a book is like social media um everybody's social media is different so you'd follow other certain people I'd follow certain people and like because everybody is, is in that it's, it's it's actually it's kind of a good thing that people are getting more intrigued and people are this generation is used to reading um people that's, that, that you might think wow well, not as much as the old generation but now let's think about it everybody is used to reading aren't they you wake up if the people if kids are addicted to social media they're still reading so the fact that um the the books might be selling and books are selling but the thing is you gotta look at the kind of, the kind of people are selling books and it's every time dick and harry's got a bit of social media you know fame and they're writing a book and that's a good thing but um yeah, it comes down to sorry, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm I'm jumping around, but the whole um uh, the whole retail thing, the whole um death to re- the retail's dying. Well, I, 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 I don't think it's dying. I think it needs to innovate, and I think it's always like this that the the slow to react brands are getting caught out, and the ones that have really you know taken innovation at their heart. So McDonald's, for for example, they've introduced self service. You know, they're they're constantly dr- right. driving people to their stores. Oh, right, okay. I, listen, sorry, I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah. The, no, when I say death to retail, and 
when we say this, it's the stores that, so stores like McDonald's aren't going to die because it's obviously, it's just, for instance, the food industry, that's not really going to die unless you're doing good food. Uh, unless your food's terrible and nobody wants to go there, generally your service is crap. And something's not right. Is that obviously food stores? Yeah. Your food retailers, you've got to close. But generally, if you're very popular, you're not really going to go. So McDonald's ain't going to go. If you think about it, HMV was very popular like 10 years ago, and look at them now. That's true, but the thing is, I can get, I can get, I can get HMV goods elsewhere. I can go online and get my the latest single. You know what I mean? I don't have to. You know, I can, that's food hasn't got a competitor in that respect. Like you never, you never online's never going to take away food, is it? Quite, <laughs> like it kind of has food. with Justy and uh, Deliveroo. Um, and yeah, but see, where but... where's Justy going? Where, where where are Deliveroo? Where are they getting the food from? Well, exactly. That's what I was about to say. McDonald's went, okay, I see this opportunity. We're going to get on with it. Um, mm. And now, you know, you can get McDonald's from Uber. You can get KFC through Just Eat. So I think they've innovated. But, you know, you wanted the brands to kind of bring people to their stores. You can go, oh, try out this, you know, whizzy new gadget and go buy it on Amazon. I don't care because I know if, if you really like the way I do my service, you're, you're going to feel like you want to buy it from me. Um, that's yeah. the way you drive people into your stores and okay you know the vast majority are probably not going to buy it there and then they're going to they're go to Amazon and buy it there but the people who really buy into that service are going to buy pay the premium for it if you get enough of those to pay the premium then you're going to make a lot of money yeah I mean that I think, I think you're right in that respect I think you are right I think it's the fact that if you do offer a good service people do respect that and people will come back for it it's just the fact that I mean a lot of brands a lot of um, retail stores which are closing it seems to me are the brands and businesses that are resting on their laurels um, that are resting are not looking to really innovate like you said innovation they're not really looking to innovate they're not looking to move forward um, uh, let's just look at examples such as Toys R Us I mean they were just stagnate they weren't doing anything with with what their brand um, they're like the the mecca the capital of of kids of kids uh, toys and they, they they kind of seem to have lost their way there's nothing innovative about them anymore House of Frasier were kind of they, they were just resting on the fact that rich people are going to come here yeah, because it's an iconic status thing you know what I mean um, and although it is a status thing Selfridges are a status thing but they're always moving to the next the next step for instance Selfridges in Birmingham they're, they're bringing on like a host of retailers um one of them, I think, is Burberry, which I think you've got a story about later. But um, the fact that they're moving forward and always like questioning and challenging and, and, and moving, Pound World as well. I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't even know. I didn't know there was such a thing as Pound World. I always thought I knew Pound Land. Never really knew of Pound World. But um, like, same with that. There's nothing. There's nothing sparking from them. Um, they, they weren't doing anything. Like they weren't going. The thing about going forward, the thing is, in this, in this market now, in this kind of kind of climate a business can't afford to just stand still yeah and exactly their customers base to just stay there and be loyal all the time because that's not how it's working anymore it's just not got it's not going to work like that you have to, you have to always be forward thinking unfortunately more than any other time period um because i'm actually in the I, I believe that we're going to be seeing another recession soon so um because look at it look at the way it's going if you ask me, it's got a lot of 2008 feel around <laughs> right now. Um, what, what do you think? I think you bang on. It, it's, it's stores that innovate are surviving or, you know, okay, they're still probably cutting stores, but they're, do, they're, they're reinventing and they're keeping it fresh, which is which what they should do anyway. They should be looking at new trends. They should tr- be trying to avoid a Kodak. 
you know, they should be seeing yeah. what's next and they should be jumping on it before everyone else does. Because that means when the next thing comes, guess who's got the top of it? Oh, yes, yeah. that one that you thought was for, for grannies or, you know, that sort of thing. They're reinventing themselves, bringing themselves a new market. Because if, if let's, let's say you target 25, 22 to 25 year olds, they're going to progressively age. So you can do well for 40 years and then suddenly they're like all starting to die off. If you don't get a new market or have like segments, you're going to be dead very soon. There's no way you can support yourself on a, on a progressively small section of the market. Um, you know, chase, taste change. So now a lot of, lot of young people are shopping online. I think the stats was that 75% of us shop online at least once a month. That's really scary if, if you're a retail brand. And I that think the brands that really yeah. survive are the ones that drag people into the stores and go, okay, I know you're going to probably going to buy this TV on, on Amazon, but I want to show you, you know, what you can do. I'm going to give you the service. I'm going to give you everything else. And, you know, perhaps you're trying to upsell something else. So, you know, they might work, walk away with a payment protection plan or whatever it is, yeah. because that's going to, it's, going to, it's nice, easy money for them. You know, that's why uh, PC World, uh, pedal this insurance for your TV. I know I can like, um, I know I can take it back if there's a pixel wrong because I'll just claim, oh, I, you know, I didn't want it in the end. I'll just have another one. Um, but they were they were trying to like scare tactics, and it's just like it doesn't work. So you need to reinvent yourself. You need to be helpful. You need to be welcoming. You need to make your store like a an oasis, like a coffee shop for for things. I had this. Yeah, you know, you go in, <laughs> yeah, you get this experience. You, you know, you have a coffee. Yeah. You you try out the latest, latest tech. You you find something you like because at least then they're still earning money from from something. Ed, do you remember when you were a kid? Right, you used to go into these massive like retail stores like Comet, Curry's, PC World, and it used to be like an adventure. You used to yeah. go in. There used to people. There used to be staff everywhere for starters. You know, not only was there staff everywhere, there's people everywhere. You know. People, everybody was trying everything. You'd go there. You literally people would come over to you. Are you okay? No, I'm fine. You you you're going around just checking out all these things. It was like literally like it was a mini like adventure. You'd go. I'd go there. I'd be messing around with the PlayStation. But the thing is, is that dead now? People can't offer that service because, like I said, back then stores were full. Stores aren't full anymore. Well, I think that, you know, like I said, they need to reinvent like, that space. You know, it's not a, a how you know. You drive. It's like how you're driving people into 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 your shops now, into your, into, re, into your stores. Well, should, should we do an like example? Let's let's break it down. Let's say you're a okay. you're a you know a tech a tech firm. You sell TVs, PCs, um, that kind of thing. So I think yeah. you know you could have a dedicated gaming space for people to come in and try the latest laptops with their games, or you know desktops. You're gonna drive people in. You're gonna okay. You might have a you know, a, a store there, um, you know, selling accessories like mouse, you know, things, make it cool and retro. Look, make it look, look, look like a comic book shop where you come in, you have an afternoon with it. Because I think um, I don't yeah, like that, going that, into town. Would, would that be a bit of a fad though? Wouldn't that be a bit of a, like an instant hit and not really, you're not really, you might get people to come in once, twice, like a networking event. You'll go to a bar because they have this networking event once a month, but you're not really going to go any other time. Um, well, I think it depends what you want. If if you're if if you're you know, let's let's say you're a gamer and your laptops, you know you need to replace your laptop, and you you can you can bring your game, you can try it on the latest laptop, um, and you can see how it works. And okay, if you're limited to half an hour, you get at least you get a flavour of what each laptop's going to be. And okay, you probably spend you know five hour on on a coffee or something, but then 
I'll also try out the latest mouse and the latest keyboard and the webcam and things. It's, it's, and then, okay, I might still buy the machine on Amazon, but I'm going to buy all the laptop bits and mouse probably from that, that place then and there because I've experienced them. I think that's what the internet's missing is the experience. And until you know Amazon work out how to bring uh, you know, a, a, a laptop to your home so you can try it out, you know, for yourself, feel how the buttons feel, feel how the mouse feels. You know, retail is still yeah. going to have a space. That's why. That's why I'm. I'm always. I'm always like confused of how of all the stores that are closing nowadays and all the businesses that are closing. There's one that seems to be there, and I'm, and it, which doesn't offer it. Which doesn't offer an experience. Uh, which is Argos, and that's still there. You know what I mean? Like. That's like the original middleman. Like it's the original. You know what I mean, like you, oh, no, you get the stuff in that. Uh, an early, like, uh, an early Amazon, like just racks yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And it's still there. And like, there's no, there's not really a. Well, actually, I say there's not like um, an experience, but it is really. You go there, you, you know, you, you know, you queue up, you tell them your number, you sit down, you wait for it. It's a bit of, a, it's a bit of an experience. But it, what are they doing that you know? Some somebody like a Woolworths didn't do. It, it's it's a bit subjective as well, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think um, uh, Argos is probably one of those brands that I don't know why it's surviving. Because, like, <laughs> let's put it in an example. Last but, but week, I give you... yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, so last week I forgot my lightning cable for my iPhone. Um, yeah. obviously working uh, in a city centre um, at a at antenna in Nottingham. If you, if anyone knows it, so yeah. I Ooh, I googled. Yeah, yeah, I googled for an iPhone cable. Um, Argos had sold out, and they had, apparently had, didn't have one in stock for like months. And there was like this. Okay, it was it was a lot more expensive. I think like three times the price, and it was like a little a little store in Nottingham. But because they'd utilised the internet, I walked in and got the got the cable, and then I was like, "Oh, that that looks cool." And I didn't buy it, but I was going, "Okay, I'm going to go back there at some point and buy that because I could see I'm, me needing that." Yeah, I think it's so. You know, stores have to utilize the internet and drive demand. I was, I was, I was just going to say, I think one of the reasons why they might be around is because you might not know, but Argos do utilize the internet a little bit in the fact that um, the whole Ar- the Argos delivery thing, where if you mm. go on eBay or Amazon, I think it's eBay mainly. There might be some other online retail stores. Oh yeah, they drive um, people in through eBay. Yeah, you know, if you can, you can have a quicker delivery or even free delivery if you get it delivered to your local Argos instead of your home address. Now that is genius. Now that's see that's one thing that's clever. You know what? I'm a big music fan. Like I used to, I used to listen to a lot of hip hop and stuff. And one thing I've learned in in that industry is the fact that all the artists do nowadays is just stay relevant. As long as you're in the conversation and somehow like, doing any other stuff, just stay relevant. And I think that's what business and brands need to do in the social media era and this this kind of in this climate is just stay relevant in some respect. You know, so, be the you know, in car conversation. You know, you know, yeah. at home talking with the family around the dinner table. If you're talked oh, about, you're relevant. Yeah. Yeah. And if I mean, that's that's what's content. so genius about this Amazon and Google Home device is I'm I'm yeah. going oh, Alexa or whatever Echo, and it's almost subconsciously going when I need anything, I'll go on Amazon or go go to Google. That it is creepy though, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's that's creepy, man. Like it's like they're programming these like machines to know like your habits and what you're, about, what you're after or what you know what I mean. It's like eventually it's going to be a respect. Literally, they're going to be like 
it's going to be well it already is like they're going to be running your like your cupboards and stuff they're going to be running your stuff around your house like you're going to you're just going to casually say oh we've run out of milk or oh, we've run out of whatever and they get that's going to be online looking at putting adding it to like a virtual shopping list and like the things are going to just turn up to your house like once a month or once a week and you're like that's crazy, isn't it? I think, I think there's there's a real balance between tech and reality. Yeah, I think there um, is a line. I think I think they should definitely have settings. You know, it's it's just an assistant. It just helps you, or it just goes the whole hog and it does as much as it can for you. And I think yeah. a, the, there's pe- different people of different views. So if I had one, I'd probably only ever use it to listen to radio or you know, tell yeah. me what the weather is if I can't look at my phone. Um, hey, you're right. Like, I would only use it for like music. I just said play this, play this track, and that's it. I would Some people go all the way, like you know, order this, order that, and it's just like it, it's just it, there needs to be like like you said, there needs to be a line in the sand there. Yeah, um, but it's what I said about earlier about these. I don't went on that bit, went a bit off, off topic, but it's like um, these brands, these corporations, they have a cult like following, which people will just do anything. They'll just literally, they'll do anything. They'll, the brand's got a new service. They'll use it. They don't care. Like, for instance, I don't know where they're doing it. I think it might be in America, but Amazon. Amazon, Amazon should be sponsored by the, we should sponsor the Amazon. <laughs> we talk about them. But um, they've got the service. I think it's in America where it's called like uh, Amazon Key Pass or something, where you literally give, um, you give, um, I forgot how it was. Oh, I think it's like, you have, I think you have an electric, electronic door lock, so your yeah, delivery driver, it, if you're not it. in, can yeah. put your parcel can, inside. Or access, can, can actually get inside of your property to leave, leave your package. Now, I think that's great if that you've got a porch. ludicrous. Well, I think, I think if, you, if it's just your front door, it's stupid. Like, I'd never do that. If I've got a porch that I lock, it's brilliant because all I know, you know, go, go steal my shoes. I don't really care about my shoes. You know, what, what else you keep yeah. your porch is great because I know it's secure. Whereas, yeah. you know, I've I've had a few examples where you know parcels were left in my recycling bin, and then I the you know the recycling has been picked up the next day, and I've complete I've no idea that it's in there. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's a bit of an awkward conversation. Paul, we left it for you. It's like, well, I didn't get the message, did I? Uh, or you know, hidden <laughs> under your doormat, and like it's quite obvious something is there when my doormat's like six feet above where it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is like on the advert, they're actually showing a guy like opening a door, going inside somebody's property. And leaving a parcel, yeah, that's creepy shit. What, what, what well, I think I think it's like we've just said. You know, adverts used to be strange things for TV, and now they're like the norm. So I think if enough people did it for long enough, it would be the norm. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I mean, they've got people like, like these big businesses. They've got people like I've got people like following them like a cult. They'll do anything that they say. It's it's just scary. You know, <laughs> it, is, it comes to a stage where it's just like. What's going on? It's like it's like Elon Musk. Elon Musk, right? He um uh, he got into this. You know, you probably heard about um the you know, the diver um uh, oh yeah the boys that were trapped in the in in the cave, and he got into uh, you know he, he used this he got a bit of he got launched this offensive tweet at one of the British divers that were oh yeah, he called him that pedo guy didn't he? Yeah, exactly. And and like there's people that were actually like oh yeah Elon is so funny. Like, you know what I mean? He's yeah, he's he's such oh, he's such a charismatic guy. He's like you, you know what I mean? He's going around calling people peed off. Like this guy's literally saved people like these kids' lives, and he's just jealous at the fact that they didn't use his idea of 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 trying to save them. You know what I mean? And instead, and he's going on online and just te- just 
you don't want you to get taxed on random people. But I think like, one thing I'd say is this could have all been avoided if if they just let it go. You know, if if one of them had just let it go, it would not have got this far. I mean, yeah, you know, okay, like reading back all the all the tweets and like, you know, they did ask for some help and he provided it. And okay, it wasn't the right solution. You know, at least you had a go. You know, surely the worst thing is, you know, we should be saying, you know, well done for you for you know putting your hand in your pocket and look at trying to help people. And okay, you're trying to show off what you do, but equally, you know. Surely, lots of companies should do that. They should be looking to help people when they can to, you know, give back to the community that helps them survive. Um, so I thought it was just him trying to get into the conversation, though. I thought, like, I, I didn't, I didn't know they asked for his help. I thought he was just like, yeah. Well, well he, we he, he threw out a tweet about the idea, and then yeah. one of the the cavers got back, you know, produce this for us, and if and if it's the best solution, we'll use it. We'll, you know, we'll attempt to use it. Um, and I think you know it looked great, but I don't. I think given the terrain, it, it couldn't have got under the hardest pits. Um, yeah. So I think if if it had just gone, look, I've had a go. I can't quite do what what I said I could do. You know, it's there if you want it. You know, it's it's PR. It's okay. It's not as good as PR as he made it out to be. But equally, now he's not having this spat at the end of it, which is making him seem like a bit of a dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's 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 being a right dick, and it's not the fact that he's being a right. He's being a dick. It's the fact that people are going there and supporting him and saying, "Yeah, he's he's uh, whether you like him or hate him, Elon Musk is blah." blah. It's like no, he's just <laughs> you know. Let's not turn this into like you know him him being a charismatic guy. He's he's being a, he's being a right twat here. You know? Yeah, and the fact that people are just gonna still people are supporting him and like they're like oh he doesn't matter kind of thing. And he's just like, what's going on? Yeah, you know what I mean. He, he, he kind of. This is where the 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 brand and the personal the person behind the brand. That's the way that it gets a bit murky, doesn't it? Because he's like, well, you know, what we're we doing here? Are you your own person, or are you representing the brand? Because you're representing the brand. I don't like what the brand is standing for right now. But if yeah. you're your own person, like you should have more. You should have more respect for your brand. Because obviously, you know what I mean. But it doesn't matter anymore because people don't care. Like they'll, they'll just if if you're following strong enough, people will just ride with, ride with it. You know what I mean? They're not gonna like as we've seen on on social media. Yeah, I think I think you're right, and I think we can link this to another topic um, about you know potentially you know uh, you know using your fa- turning your fans against you. So. In the in the news, I think it was like Friday or Saturday. It came to like the Burberry had been burning excess stock. Um, yeah, I, I heard about this, but I didn't read into it. So, I, I'm, I'm, can you please go in detail? I want to hear this. Well, it was pretty much that at the end. Of, so, obviously, fashion has, has, has seasons. So, you know, what's hot is only hot for like six months. So, at yeah. the end of the month, if you know, because Burberry is exclusive, it was meant to be exclusive. If, if they didn't sell it all, they'd just burn it. Um, wow. And and I'm, and I think you've got to look into. So fashion has two two main things. Is what I was reading is the sustainability, um, because you know for it to work, you need people to buy clothes every year. That means they need to you know, want the new seasons, and then B the exclusivity. If if you're creating exclusivity and you're you're labelling people, you're rich because you can afford me. You're poor because you can't. And now now the the society changed. We're all trying to remove labels. Um, so Burberry have got a real crisis now. That's incredible. The fact that they would actually burn their 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 stock rather than actually just you know putting it out there, just because the kit that is incredible, isn't it? 
Uh, that's that's. I can't get my head around it. You know. No, so... that makes sense. Like, imagine that it wouldn't. That would surely that would like be detrimental to you. Like, you know what I mean? The well, they're, money, they're the protecting their brand. They're making it exclusive, but equally now it's backfired hugely because, like, what are you doing? You know, global warming. You know, there's people that. that... Can't not even... only has it backfired the fact that they produce this clothing, all the effort, the money that would have yeah. actually produced it, they're actually now they've got a PR backlash. The fact that everybody's this has come out and and like the amount of issues that arise from this socially like, is it's incredible. That is that is that makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like to, just to say the exclusivity. I mean, surely they must have. I've got an idea for them. One, they just have an exclusive sale where you've got all this limited stock and say, look, it's a one-off thing, and just bring, just just either like. Well, I think not, you could have like a ten-year sale, couldn't you? You could just hold mm. onto your stock for ten years, and it's all the old seasons that everyone was like, "It thinks it's now retro," and you could just have no, a I'm massive. Not what they could have done? Yeah, that, that's a clever idea. That's a clever idea. But the thing is, Burberry is. I don't think they're that. They're not really. If it's more like Nike, they could do that because a lot of people would have seen the, the particular particular clothing lines, and they would have gone, "Oh, well, I remember that." It's funny you mentioned. Funny you mentioned Nike because it's actually mentioned in the in the article. Is they're they're evolving their markets, so now they I think they produce a hijab for you know for obviously um, people who uh, you know uh, Muslims who you know exercise who who feel they need to cover their their face and their, yeah. their neck, and I think that was it was it was kind of that they need to keep up with the trend, you know they're they're, yeah. they're losing their way. Well, I don't I don't I think not. See, that's the thing. Like what you just said there earlier about um, um, Burberry re- releasing it ten years down the line. And they're having like a, like a bit of retro thing. I like th- that's what I think Burberry should have done. Firstly, I think maybe they should have like um, instead of burning all the clothing, they should have like rebranded it a little bit and then had it as an exclusive line and saying, "Look, um, this is a, this is um, like a re-release almost." Really, really, that's it. And that's why I think Nike would never really struggle because they've got too many moments. Nike have created too many moments in. For, for for the common for the common person, literally, for, for, the, for them to be ever out of the conversation. Like I remember my first, I remember my first pair of legs. Um, I remember like when I was when I, I went to I'm big into football. So I remember my favorite footballers having their Nike boots. You know what I mean? I remember like even just when you're watching like in your social, in, in, like in pop culture, they're everywhere. Ad, I'm big in. I love adverts, obviously, because I'm in the industry. And I had, <laughs> Their, their adverts are amazing. Like they've they've done too much for the culture for them to ever be out of the conversation. Like you know what I mean. And not only that, they spend big money um, it's on adverts or if it's on endorsements. You know, everybody. Like, if you're a Nike athlete, you're a Nike, but you're a personality. You're with Nike or Adidas, and that's why those two brands will 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 take them. They've been going for about what fifty years, I'd say. Yeah, there must be about that. But I think yeah, if you're in sports, you kind of have to be. You have to be on the football pitch. You kind of have to be, you know, at the training ground. You have to have to be everywhere or no one's yeah. going to buy you. And it's the same same with Burberry. You know, they're exclusive brands. So you want the celebrities to wear you. But equally, you want just more than the celebrities to wear you because if one celebrity doesn't like you, it's not just one celebrity. You've got one celebrity in there, gazillions of followers that are never going to going to buy from you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, it's not even the celebs now that really run it. It's because the celeb. Well, what, all right, the celebs. If if they if they if they if they buy your stuff, okay, they're influential and that's cool. But they're not really making money off of the celebs, are they? They make, like you said, they're making money off the celebs' followers. And nowadays, 
like celebs just go everything's independent now isn't it yeah it's so easy to to run up your to make your own t-shirt shop online it's just it's easy isn't it anybody can do it so like and it, don't, it only works if you're influential and you're going to get sales coming in so well, these big big personalities and celebrities they're doing they're going their own route they're making their own clothing lines doing it that way empowering themselves so i think it's quite tricky for fashion at the moment yeah i think they're they're going for a crisis and you either and i think it's that same old thing you either innovate or you die yeah. and i think it burberry has now got a crisis because if it doesn't innovate now it does it this year i i think you'll allow they won't have very many customers next year or the year after yeah it comes back to it reminds me of uh, ysl do you remember a company called reseller on ysl no they, they used to be a big fashion house like back in the day like they're huge and um they actually went for a phase where they were they were Something happened with the ownership. I can't exactly remember, and they were they were like closing down. Um, I don't think it was anything financial. I think it was just the ownership, and they were closing down, and um, uh, uh, and they they were expensive stuff. YSL was expensive back in the day. It was kind of like a Burberry, and um, because it was closing down, that everything went super cheap. They were, at one stage, I think they were, they were, you could get their stuff at literally. This is kind of indicate how, how it dropped. You could get their stuff at Sports Direct at one stage. Um, uh, uh, before you could never, and like it literally dropped, and then and then all of a sudden, like a years later, it kind of um the, 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 they bought they bought uh, they bought the uh, the business back, and relaunched it, and now uh, the back at the top again. They're they're in that conversation again, kind of thing, and that was like that as an anomaly. Like imagine being a brand. Imagine, for instance, think of it. Think of a big brand, Edward. Have you got a big brand in your head? Yeah. Um, let's say Gucci. Imagine being Gucci, right, and dropping to the extent where your <laughs> your clothes are retailing as well as I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> Imagine that. I think it take it takes and, some serious balls to go and do that because you're yeah. fighting against the entire market. And then and then relaunching it and kind of being back at the similar stage you were, like that is incredible. You know what I mean? And my for me, telling that little bit of story there is trying to say that. What are the chances of that happening again? <laughs> so <laughs> these brands, they got to be careful because if you drop, you're not going to yo-yo back. You know, <laughs> you're staying down there <laughs> unless you're looking at like years and years after. I mean, there's only other one. I think there's two other brands that have done similar things. Fila, Fila's done that a little bit. Fila used to be quite big back in the day, and they kind of they dropped. They were turned into like an umbrella. And now they're kind of back. They're kind of relaunching. They're quite clever in the fact that they're 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 putting themselves. The retailers are pushing. They're pushing themselves. They're doing their marketing through the retailers. So you'd see a lot of like the the, the stores that stock their clothes. It would be like feeler everywhere on their adverts, kind of thing. I think JD's one of them. And um, that's clever. They're putting. They're bringing themselves in the conversation that way rather than doing like direct marketing. Um, but um, in terms of fashion, that's just hard. Once you've lost your footing, uh, it's very rare that you come back into it. Yeah. Well, I think I think you know we, I think it's one of those we'll have to watch, watch and see because if the, we know that if they don't do anything, they're not going to last long because of the of the backlash they've seen. And equally, if the, you know what what can you do in fashion because it is so it it very much depends on people throwing away clothes. And it just yeah. doesn't work. And I think using Nike again, they've committed to using recycled plastics in in their, all their shoes. And they're kind of we- it's like wearing their brand values on the trainers, you know, weaving it into the fabric of, of the brand. 
Um, yeah. So fashion houses, like luxury fashion is going to really struggle because if I'm paying top dollar, I don't want fake plastic. I want proper plastic or I want yeah. silk or leather. You know, yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah. So Nike has yeah. got a bit of an easier situation because it's more mass market. You know, I'll pay for a trainer that's recycled because it's cool. But you know, if I'm paying yeah. top dollar for it, I'm not so keen on it anymore. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, to be fair, to be fair, as long as it looks good and it feels good, and you know it's going. If it's Nike, then you know it's going to last. You don't even have to go out and say it's recycled. Um, people will probably buy it, but the whole thing of them saying it is, you know, because they want all the social justice warriors, you know, supporting them, and they want to be like, yeah, look at, look at us, we're, you know, very, we're doing the right thing, kind of thing. They just want that um, uh, reinforcement, and everybody to be happy. With. But um, one thing I wanted to mention before we get onto the next topic is, um, have you have you heard of a clothing brand called Hype? Um, vaguely. Yeah, but you've probably seen the logo. You've seen people wearing the t-shirts and stuff, and they, they've actually um, they done something really cool. Um, so they've launched like these these bags, these summer bags, right, backpacks, and they sent it on on LinkedIn. Like they've actually they bought like they bought like the license to um, uh, I think Toy Story, and they're doing this thing right where to kind of launch their their their, their bags, school bags. They've done like a Toy Story themed like um, the, a gift box. But they have like a Toy Story themed bag, hype bag, but it's Toy Story themed, the pencil case and all that. And um, I just wanted to give a shout out to that. I thought that was really cool, really clever. If you if you come across, this, if you have a chance to have a look at it, have a look at it. It's like I just feel that they're re, they're reinventing themselves. Yeah, um, I don't, they're quite new anyway. So to say reinvent is quite weird. But the fact that what I'm trying to say about that is, is like they've, they've been known for a certain type of demographic, um, like you know. Um, probably late teens, mid-twenties. Um, and the, the fact that they're bringing it through um, like Toy Story, and that's quite funny, actually, because it's a kids' school-related backpack, but Toy Story is probably a bit of an older gen. Well, it, it, the, the, well yeah, our age started, I think it was brought out in 94, um, yeah. and apparently mum brought me to like the first screening in, in our local town, but I don't remember yeah. it, but you know, mum loves it, so literally every Toy Story <laughs> yeah. that comes out We'd go because Mum wants to go see it. Um, yeah, but, but it, it, the, the fact that they're putting themselves there in that conversation is like they're trying to hit a new market with obviously you know school bags and kids and stuff, and they just like I said before, like they're trying to put themselves in in another conversation. As long as brands are in the conversation, they're going to be winning, kind of thing. Yeah, and um, yeah, that I was just wanted to give a shout out to that. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Well, nothing, nothing, nothing uh, topical about that. I just wanted to give. It, well, it, give it is kind of because it's staying front of mind, isn't it? It's bring, you know, it's Pixar and you know the Toy Story brand becoming relevant again. Um, yeah. They could, you know, I don't know if they'll do some like spin-offs um, like they're doing with Star Wars. Um, and I won't comment on you know how good or bad it is because I've not watched it yet. Um, oh, okay. I hate <laughs> Star Wars, my name. <laughs> I can't stand Star. I don't. I don't really like the whole franchise. I've never liked it. But okay. Sorry, see, see, my whole genre is is sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi. So right, if okay. it's anything to do with space or the future, I'll watch it. Uh, I've watched some really weird films, and you know, sometimes they get it right, and a lot of times they don't get it right. Um, mm. But anyway, that's a topic for another day because I think you know, there's there's only so long you can listen to a podcast. We should probably move on to like the the ads yeah, of our ads of the day. Let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's go for um, ads of the uh, ads of the week. Uh, to just to just put it out there, I haven't actually got a good ad this week. Oh, see, I've got that's a few. Be- so that's not I'll... because I couldn't find one. 
That's not because I couldn't find them, but I'm trying to keep the brand strong. You see, you can't keep giving, you can't keep giving, you know, all these compliments to these brands with good adverts. Some of them are just shit. Okay, so this week, no good ads for me. Ed, ahead, so I've, I've I've got two good adverts. Um, yeah. one's for the Dyslexia Association. So, right. if for those that don't know, dyslexia is, is a learning disorder, and I, I'm actually dyslexic. So, for for okay. me, it touched a chord, and I thought it was okay. so clever because it's an, uh, you know, I love I love uh, outdoor. It's it's solely outdoor advert. And it using some smart technology. If you if you stop and read the advert, the longer you read it, the more the words jumble up. Mm. Um, and it's so brilliant because that's exactly what happens when I read, especially when I'm tired. If I try and read something, it's just like that. There's words moving. Um, you know, it doesn't make sense. I'll skip words. Literally, if you were to look at a paper, piece of paper and read it out loud, it'd be completely different to what I see in my head and what I see out loud. And, it's, right, okay. and I think that's the whole idea about it is it moves word around. It's showing, you know, people with dyslexia do struggle and but they do have really creative ideas. Um, so, so so the advert, so as as you're reading it, more and more words start jumbling around. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, exactly. So it makes it more hard, harder to read. You know, I almost okay. did it there. I, um, I didn't quite make sense when I said it. Um, yeah. But okay. it, it kind of shows that you know, this is what happens to dyslexics on a, on a daily basis. The more you make them read, the more the words don't make sense. So, you know, you've got to adapt yourself. So if, you, if you're in my office, you know, I won't Google how to spell a word. I'll ask Siri because for me, it's a lot easier to, to, to write down, you know, R-U-N than it is to read R-U-N and actually put it in R-U-N on a word, word document. Um, right, okay. So I think it was what, it was what platform did you see this what it, platform did you see this advert? It's it's on digital out of home. So it's literally okay. just out of out of home a digital billboard that track people who, you know, it records how long they're watching it. And I think the longer they watch it, the more jumbled the words become. So it's yeah. it, so it's it's kind of it's kind of a good annoying advert because if I start reading something, because it is really long copy. I mean, there must be, you know, 100, 200 words on a billboard. Wow. And I mean, okay. like, in, yeah. you know, if I start reading, I want to get to the end. So if, it's going to be, it's, it's kind of a really clever advert, well thought through. Okay, that's, well, that's, quite, that's quite intriguing. I quite like that, the fact that I'm, I'm always like, I love advertising. But one thing that I really like is good copy. Um, yeah. So uh, to hear that, because you don't see a lot of challenging copy. I don't know why brands don't do that. Is that because there's there's, there's 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 amazing creatives out there? There's loads of creatives out there. That are, that are I think it's the attention span, though, isn't it? You yeah, know, we we've it. got increasingly yeah. less. I think some fact that we've got our average attention span is three seconds. That's less than a goldfish. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but I think I think it's the platform, isn't it? I mean, you can only got three seconds if you've got a billboard in traffic. You know, what I mean, I can't, I can't. I'm only going to give it a quick flash. I'm not going to. Yeah, there. I can't. Well, I think, think they it. used no. uh, pedestrian ones, so you could stop and watch. Uh, mm. You know, stop and read rather. So they were utilizing, you know, locations that you, you, know, you could stop and try and read it. And the longer you try okay. to read it, the more frustrating it made it. <laughs> That's clever. That's really cool. I want to see that for myself. Yeah, cool. I think it's in London at the minute. Um, like I only saw it on Drum, and I was like, I love this advert. Um, oh, okay. I think I've, I think I've shared the link with you on our on our uh, WhatsApp. Group. Yeah, I'm sure you have. I haven't had a chance to have a look, but I'll I'll, I'll have a look at it in a bit. That's yeah, really cool. That yeah. Well, cool. I'd heard it off a couple of my dyslexic friends who have seen it, and they were like, "It's brilliant." Um, you know, I yeah. can't really read it because you know it actually makes yeah. my dyslexia like ten times worse. But you know, I, I, I you know, it kind of showed how difficult it made it made it to read. Um, yeah. So my my other good ad is Green Flag. 
um, okay. why we love the, the AA. And I mean, that is bold. It's basically saying the AA is great, but we can do all this for half the price, like in a, in a nutshell. Wow, that's clever. That is very brave. That's because... clever. That's, that's like that's like Little World, Little than that. Like, yeah. Saying like, oh, um, uh, Tesco are selling this corn, these cornflakes for three twenty nine, but um, how about these cornflakes, a different brand, um, two croissants, milk, blah blah blah, for the same price at Little. Um, yeah. So it, it that that's brave as long as it as long as it's it's gonna work though. So I how, think... how, how did how did Green Flag do this one then? It, it was like a, a funky on on the on the on the wall type thing so it made it was trying to be funny and it was it, it did make me giggle in my head but it wasn't like laugh out loud um yeah. and it drew me in because it was different and it was like at, at green flag we love the aa and we know that's strange but this is why so already it was it was trying to be different and it did and it and it like the voiceover was trying to like be a bit different and i think they made it work um, which is why I liked it. It was different. It was a bit another take. You know, it wasn't just another AA advert, just with green flag branding on it. Yeah. And what what, what platform was this? Was this um, uh, TV? I th- yeah, I, th- I think it is mostly TV and obviously YouTube because they're so interlinked now. Well, that, that's that, see that that's another that's quite clever as well. That's that's, that's really that. Like I said, that's really brave. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask really uh, a bit of. I wanted to ask, like, where where does like the rule rules stand on mentioning competitors' names in your advert? I think as long as you're um, not slating them, yeah, 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 then it's fine, or you're not bad mouthing them. Because I think, like, this is why I think this advert is clever because it's it's being really clever. Is it's it's highlighting AA in a really good light, and it says well, we do all the same, but we do it for half the price. So it's not saying AA are shit; it's saying AA uh, are brilliant. Good. But you can get yeah. AA service Google with us for half price. For half price, yeah, that's quite clever. That's really clever. Yeah, I think that that's clever because um, uh, uh, I think uh, nowadays that that would really just put you off, wouldn't it? Uh, it would put you off in the respect that, like, when you're watching the advert, you're like, "Hey, what's going on there?" It really spark it will, it will spark some attention off you because you'd be, uh, "Why a green flag?" Like, "I'm in AA. What's going on here?" And I yeah. think that straight away gets you looking at it, and then when when the when you see the message come out of it, it kind of makes you question. Like, if the, the target audience is watching that, like they're actually looking into like that, they have cover car cover, and they're actually responsive and looking. Oh, I'll change my car cover for come across a, a better deal. That quite, really questions them. It makes you think. Well, why am why am I on the AA then? Why aren't I doing green? Why aren't I green flag? I'm literally getting everything for half price. You know what I mean? So that I think that's really clever. Well done to Green Flag. I'll have to have a look at the advert. Yeah, well, again, I've shared it in our WhatsApp group because I, I was a bit because I, you know, I woke up early and I was like, well, I've kind of run out of things to do now, so I'm going to look at ads that are good and bad. And I had seen <laughs> Green Flag, and I and I've noticed they've had a change of tack in their advertising. But I think this one is like the the creme de la creme of them. It is so brilliant yeah. what it does. I, I mean, think the, it, I think the whole green ant they had was a bit annoying. That never really worked for me. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm quite glad they changed now. Is yeah, is they kind of is they kind of utilizing the AA's good brand to to show that they're just as good, but you can pay a lot less. Um, yeah. And it is, it is a very dangerous tactic because even if either AA or Green Flag have some really negative press, it's going to completely backfire. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if it, it, see that's really brave. But the thing is, you know what? Brands can do this in this in this day and age because 
um, news only lasts for two days. <laughs> yeah. So if anything, unless it's huge, unless it's a monumental thing, the backlash is only going to be for like a day or two, and that's it. Everybody. Well, with social again. now, no, you can I mean, be reactive. I reckon they've already got a plan in place in case they have some bad news, and it'll be just like, well, you know, they'll make some joke out of it. And I think you know, in order to do this, you need to have some, you know, some uh, crisis PR planning. And obviously yeah, they don't know exactly that. what's going to happen, but they know they probably have got a crisis PR team that are on call like 24 seven. So if it does kick oh, off, yeah, so they'll like, be dragged into like, work. Um, yeah. 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 They'll, yeah. They'll, they'll have that. They'll be, they'll have they've got agencies running it anyway. And they have, they don't, they they, yeah, they must be advert by green flag, but really it's some sort of, some agency that can, it it must, out, yeah. yeah. Requires some agency <laughs> collaboration. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, not, not very many big brands now will do everything themselves. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of them don't. And to be fair, it's been like that for a while. Yeah, and I think, and I think you know they do do some bits themselves, um, but I think agencies still have a part to play. And I am, I if you've if you've seen oh, my website, I'm very much an anti-agency. But I'm I'm starting to see why agencies are really good. But also, agencies need to be that innovation. They need to be you know the the dark horse. They need to be uh, uh, anti-agency in what respect, though? I, mean, uh, I think it's just innovation. It, you know, if I agencies agency, innovate, I think, and... no, I, I think they're really, really, they're they're really they're, they're needed. They really are needed. Aren't yeah, they? I, think, I think. I think it's more innovation, though. You know, about the platforms and the creative. It's all to work together. You know, you've got to be that dark horse, throwing that idea that you that no one thinks is going to work, that could actually be like the one that takes you to the top. Um, yeah. And if and if agencies get complacent, so they've been working for the same client for ten years, and they're just giving them the old, same old shit, just labelled differently, um, then it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. That, see, that's the thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing that's too prevalent. You see, you'd be the same old crap, and it, you know. Another thing is, it won't even be just like, it won't even be just like um, to the same client. It'll be the same shit, but to a different client, it's just the same standard. Yeah, you know, it's billboard music, this, it's of. TV for yeah, that, yeah. it's radio for this. Yeah. Um, yeah, not really just, challenging. Yeah, I, I want them see, to okay, go. That, that's in that, now you're talking about agencies in the respect of media planning and media buying, and in that respect, I kind of agree with you. But um, obviously, there's two types of agencies. So the creative side of it is different. Well, um, but in, like, in reality, there's like seven, six, seven, eight types of agencies. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just <laughs> narrowing it down to two really. I mean, it's yeah. media planning and buying, or it's um, creative, isn't it? And um, like, yeah, so the creative aspect is different, but. The media planning side, I kind of, I do agree with you in respect that it's just like, yeah, same old, same old. Because we have we have a problem, don't we? Because we we have the the task of actually selling our services to these agencies and kind of convincing them to 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 use our platforms to to display the adverts of their clients. But um, but what they tend to do is just like, oh, we've got the same deal with this TV provider or this or this out of house billboard company, and we're just going to go with them. We're going to. The clients got to come to us. We're going to take their money. We've got they've got relationships with these with these um, media owners. We're going to go to them. We're going to make money out of it. And it's just you know, yeah, your hands kind of thing. We're done. You know what I mean? And it's it's a bit that needs to be questioned. And there are some agencies that are really do look into the best channels to 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 get the to, to get the greatest return for the each each client because each client is different. Well, but like, but, said, like, like yeah, there there are a few agencies, and I've had a bit of a bit of a backlash internally about yeah. it uh, because an agency got in touch and was like this is this is crap you know not every agency is like this and i was like okay then prove me wrong um, and they invited me yeah. in for a meeting and that, funny enough that's exactly what i wanted them to do yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. i will report back and for the next episode of 
um, Adcast once I get back from holiday, you know how it went. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully I'll have a, a nice, well, hopefully a shiny agency aboard that's actually, can, you know, I, I don't mind if they, if you know, it's not truck advertising and taxi advertising all the way, but equally, if you've got a brand that's so right for it, then why aren't you pitching it? And like the number yeah. of times I've tried to, I've, I've gone direct to brands and like, well, my agency haven't said, I've, I, you know, why have my agency brought this up? And like, because they probably don't make much money from it. You know, yeah, it, that's, you know that's basically it. No, no, typically they get 15% commission, but I reckon with some billboard providers, they're probably getting nearer 20, if not 25% from like the, the, the discounts they get and the, and the, the, you know, the underhand, uh, you know, dinners and stuff like that. It's just crazy, yeah, and then it's, the small ones can't compete with that. Yeah, it's the relationship. Like for instance, now if you got like, like you said, you, you you call out an agency and, and you got something in return out of it, you got something out of it. Then I, ideally, when I talk to agencies, they would just be like, "Yeah, we'll keep this on board if we need to, if, if, we, wanna, <laughs> if we wanna, if we wanna do, we're gonna let in touch." But really, what's going to happen is they've got relationships with these um, uh, billboard owners, and they're literally going to, you know, they're going to meet up for a lunch that's just going to be paid for. They're going to say, "Oh, which, um, they got a rate that they caught everybody else, but it's a special rate for these guys because um, uh, you know they work together all the time. They're always getting paid off it, so they're going to they're going to tell their their client that it's just a particular rate, but really they're getting a discount rate. And on top of that, they're whacking the fifteen percent one. And yeah. like, they come to us and they say to us, well, "What can you do for us?" And we're like, "Look, we're giving you the lowest price possible. Just whack your fifteen percent on this and let's go with it." But they don't want, yeah. they don't believe in that. They don't believe that. They're just saying no. The thing is, I found is like... agencies can be quite lazy. So, for instance, I was working with a brand, um, and they they were so wanted to do truck advertising, but because of a contract they signed, they had to buy it through their agency. And I mean, their agency was like, "Just sit back. I'm going to enjoy the ride because whatever happens, I'm going to make fifteen percent of the, whatever they're going to spend." And it yeah. just seemed like I was banging my head against a brick wall because I what I really wanted them to do was go, "Okay, you, you want ten trucks." It's going to cost you this. Let me let me mock up what what will work. You know, based on our current advert. Um, okay, what's it going to cost them? Probably like five hundred quid. You know, given the design charges. But for a client, that that means it looks like you got agency buy-in. And for me, if I don't then win that pitch, I'm like, I like I like working with you because you're prepared to put your money in your in your pocket and actually yeah. show the show the client. You know we're fully behind you. Even if you, you know, if you, if you decide to do branded chocolates, we'll we'll support you. <laughs> you know, a little bit yeah, of effort yeah, yeah. goes a long way. You know, especially yeah. a media brand. They didn't even ask me what else I could do. You know, I expect you know some obviously some pro- they probably knew the basics, but you know, I'd never talked to them before. So you know, the the least they could have done is you know, Ed. As far as we're aware, we're, you're not on our records. Can you send us a little a little media deck about what you do? Yeah. It doesn't doesn't yeah, cost I mean, a lot, and suddenly yeah, they've yeah, gone yeah. from a really oh, this is hard work. So okay, they, you know, it might this one might not work, but I've they probably won't. But in the future, they might work with me. Yeah, well, it's just that introduction thing in it, and that's that's the annoying thing. Is just like is just making sure if because a lot of the times, just like you said, there's that media pack, and you send it home, and you'll never hear anything anyway. It's just literally a polite f off if you like. Um, uh, but the thing is, I think that you are right, and I think that's something that we wanted to be like, we need to push a little bit is the fact that we need to make people, the agencies particularly like the middleman, um, really. Uh, so we need to make we're in this area. We need to make we need to make middlemen do some work now. 
<laughs> it's all right being a middleman and just collecting the 15%. you got to actually do some work and, you know, really put the effort in. Um, but, hey, Ed, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to try to wrap it up now with my – I've got a bad out of the week. Um, yeah, well, I was about to say let's move on because otherwise we'll be here for, like, another hour talking about yeah, our agencies. Yeah, exactly. You just touched on an agency and that's, that would we'll be there for all day, mate. But uh, the one that I wanted to talk about was actually an advert from O2. Um, and that was um, – it's um, – it was just an out-of-home advert, static billboard. I think I've seen it on digital. I think it's just mainly static billboard. And it's literally one of the cheap... And I don't like... One thing, uh, one thing that will get you on bad ad of the week for me is if you're cheesy. Uh, this is probably one of the cheesiest, cheesiest corniest ads I've seen in a long time. It's basically got like... um, um It will say... Oh, I forgot the hashtag. I don't really want to remember it because I don't want to give them any shine. But... um. It was basically um, they have like a text. It'll, it'll be a text backdrop. It'll be O2, and it was just saying it'll be a text question, and it will say, um, it'll be like a corny phrase. It says something like, "Is it okay if your thirty-year-old is still living with you?" And I think the hashtag was "Is it okay?" Um, and, it, and another one was, "Is it okay to, to steal your children's like dinner money for your bus pass or bus ticket?" It's like what? Like who's like this? I think they're they're trying to be controversial on like yeah, stupid stuff. And I yeah, and but... I think if it I think if it was all about mental health, they might have a have a have a something here. But I think yeah. you know the bus pass one. I'm like, um, what? <laughs> no, no, it's just like what's going. On? I, I get me wrong. I don't. The concept isn't bad. It's quite clever. I like the concept of the fact that they're saying, "Is it okay?" And putting up a controversial like subject line, but, but the execution uh, that, isn't as good. The, the execute is awful. Like, is it okay that your thirty year old is still living with you? Like, that's a bit, a bit personal. You know what I mean? What's going on there? Like, you know, it's like what? Who's texting this in? Like, sixty year old like woman, isn't it? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, it just, it just didn't seem like well thought through. The concept was cool. Um, I, I know what you said like if the it was mental health, it would have been quite clever, but. I'm not really. I don't. I think wrong. That would have been good. Raise awareness of mental health and all that. But like I said before, I'm not really the biggest fan of of brands just jumping on bandwagons to get to get some sort of shine off it. Um, like it, 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 that would have just been them being like you know, socially trying to be socially aware and just literally just scooping up some you know awareness of of a of a real subject. And not, well, I we don't think know it what, comes back to this. We don't if, know what if to do for do what do they do for mental health? They don't do anything for mental health, do they? As far yeah. as I know. But, I think um, it comes back to this thing is if brands live and breathe, let's say gay rights for example, and yeah. they've got every right to go and you know shout about some of the rooftops when it's pride. But if if they if they're not if they're just doing it on the side, then exactly I believe you that it's it's wrong to do it. Unless you're unless you're highlighting an issue because it's part of your values, yeah, 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 exactly that. But the thing is, it's kind of hard to dictate that with brands because brands are just jumping on every value kind of thing, like everything applies to them. I know it'd be wrong. It's, it's cool, fear of missing but... out, isn't it? You don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on the latest it's... trend. Yeah, it's it's FOMO, but as well as FOMO, I think it's. I've not heard that word for ages. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see, I'm bringing it back, mate. I'm bringing it back, but it's it's not about that. It's also about the fact that she um, run a taxi ad for that, you know. FOMO. Yeah, fear of missing out on taxis. Yeah, this. Well, come on. Yeah, I'm hoping you know. Here, here you are. Like you're putting it out there in the world. Hopefully, a brand will come on board, and you know, let's do it. But um, what I was going to say, yeah, sorry. Uh, 
it's not the fact that it's the fear of missing out. It's the fact that they just want to be, um, they just want to be the it crowd. Right? They want to be like, yeah, we're we're part of this, and and they just really what what's happening is they just any attempt to sweep up some more customers, and that's what annoys me is that there's actually social issues that the things that are going on. I don't like the fact that they're being pimped out by brands just to gain more customers and more attention. That's what I don't like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think you're right. And I think it comes back to this, this brand values thing. If your brand values match what you're trying to promote, go for it because your customers will love it. If it doesn't, then you're creating a confusing message, which is then confusing your customers, which is then potentially putting people off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, Ed, have you got a bad out of the week? Yes, I want to highlight Capri's twirl advert, which is really annoying. Um, okay. Like, I think the concept, because they're trying to create an emotional connection with one of their chocolate bars and one of the most popular chocolate bars, which is great. Yeah. I can see why they've done it. And the concept is great. The execution, because it's like a TV ad slash, um, like a like pre pre like streaming show ad it's just awful i don't know if it's the actor or it's just you know the script but it's just i can't get on with it it annoys me because it's just like it's a girl a girl and a man and it's just so awkward i'm like i don't know if it's intentional but if they intentionally made it make it awkward it's just awful like what are they doing so it's just they're talking about um just a girl and a boy, I think it's a bus stop. They're talking about, you know, how the, the twirls and a twirl are made. Um, and it's yeah. just like the girl says something and then about a couple of seconds later, they go, the guy goes, yeah, or okay, or, you know, like stupid things. Um, and they could have, and if they, they could have done it so much better, they could have brought, you know, brought them together, could have, you know, made it weird and wacky, you know, you, you know, you, you know, how do you think a twirl is made? Give three options, especially online. You know, you could yeah, do this, yeah, you know, yeah. how do you think a twirl is made? Magic, um, you know, chimpanzees running around in circles or, you know, blowing air into the chocolate. Um, yeah. You can click on one and they can show you how they think it is. They don't have to tell yeah, you the yeah, answer, yeah. but they, you yeah. know, create some engagement around it would be so clever. They've just yeah, missed an yeah. opportunity and, I, and it might be the actor that's really put me off, but it just seems yeah. so bloody awkward as an advert. But that's what I mean. Like, it's just like, I think is these adverts, like, it's just the cheesiness that puts you off. But the thing is, one thing we should we should praise, though, is the fact that at least they're trying to be something edgy and different rather than just the mundane old crap. So although I'll take your word for it, it is probably corny and really annoying. And I, 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 trust me, you know me, I'd get annoyed at, I get annoyed at things a lot less, than, a lot more than you do. You've got, you've got a big threshold compared to me, mate. I get annoyed at anything. So I do, I do accept that it is probably a really bad advert and I'll probably, I will go and find it and look for it. But another thing is that we've got to be, that we've got to praise these brands for is if I actually try it. Mm. You know, <laughs> in in respect, I think you've got to kind of give them a bit of credit there. But um, there's yeah, a little bit more. What I think I think what, the like I said, the said. idea I think was good. I think the execution yeah. was awful. I don't know if yeah. it was a script or a bad actor or something, but something in that delivery has turned me off. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. From what from what you described, it it does it does seem like. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would. It, it worked well. But if, if it annoyed you that much, it clearly didn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, um... like I wouldn't have talked about it unless we were doing Adcast. It was that bad. I was like, oh god, now now I'm gonna have to think about it because I've got to have to mention it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it just goes to show, like, like for instance, from what you're saying, it could be just bad acting, but it's what goes to show, like, you got to be careful who you let represent the brand. Um, and uh, I think DiCabri just missed the trick on this one. Mm. Uh, but yeah, anything else you want to cover? No, I'm, I'm, I've kind of covered my book. I mean, there's a few big topics, but if, if we mention them, uh, we will be here for another hour, so yeah. we'll save them for next, next, next podcast. Well, if they're lucky, we might, we might do one next week. But if not, we probably we'll see everybody in Well, I'm going side. on holiday next week, so it'll have to be the week after. Oh, yeah. so, sorry, yeah, yeah, you got a holiday, my mistake. <laughs> yeah. well, sorry, so there will be one next week. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, yeah, we, we, we definitely won't record holiday. with I've got no signal in Cornwall. Yeah, yeah, uh, of course, yeah. But Ed, have a great holiday, mate. Um, this has been episode six, Adcast from Gerdas from Slapstick Media. He has been uh, Ed from Driven Media. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys the the heat wave. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, thanks for reminding me, mate. I hate the heat. I can't stand it. <laughs> it's like 31 uh, anyway. today, is it, or something like that? Yeah, apparently. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. On top of that, I'm going to have a, I'm gonna have a tooth took out, so imagine that. But anyway, thanks for listening, I'm in guys. Scotland tomorrow, so I'm going to so love that. You got, why are you in Scotland? Work. Um, we're launching. So I still have got a number of, like, a fleet of trailers. So two are live at the minute, and we're going to yeah. add five more tomorrow. Um, and that's, like, that's going to be our biggest launch ever. Um, wow. So effectively, through Isolate, we've doubled the, doubled the number of trucks on the road. Wow. Incredible. Congratulations, mate. That is really, that's an exciting thing. Exciting yeah. News there. Yeah, but, I'm um, just going to drive up in the morning, sort it all out, and then drive home and hopefully <laughs> get a nice long sleep. <laughs> and hopefully not get burnt, because I got burnt on the oh. weekend, and it's it, like, you can tell where I, where I sat in the sun, because like I've got a Fitbit on, <laughs> and if my Fitbit moves, I've got like a nice white band. Oh yeah, oh, that's, oh mate, that's incredible. It's always just, it's just a sea of red, it's just a white band. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, uh, good luck for that tomorrow, mate. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Try not to get try not to get burnt. Uh, they'll come back tangled. And thanks for listening, guys. Um, this has been episode six. See you next time. See you guys. Thank you.